We've been working through Matthew chapter 10 the last week or so. Jesus, having just called the apostles, right? Last week we heard him describe their mission and then commission them, kind of send them forth to the lost sheep to proclaim that the kingdom of God is here, to cure the sick, raise some dead people, cast out a few demons here and there, right? And then regarding this mission, associated with it, he tells them of the coming persecution, that they are sheep. He is sending them into a den of wolves. That he says they'll be handed over, they'll be tried, they'll be found guilty, and often likely killed, persecuted for their faith. And as it turns out, uh, Jesus was telling the truth. It's the first few hundred years of our Christian faith, right? Christianity being literally illegal in itself until the Emperor Constantine in 313. So much so that the first 33 popes, one through 33, were all martyrs. Could you imagine being the 34th guy? Just like, whew, (laughs) kind of like literally dodging a bullet, right? Um, Those first 300 years, and of course with those popes, uh, thousands giving their lives. But then Jesus says, then and again today, but don't worry, like I got this, right? What would you be kind of saying in your head to yourself? Like, are we super sure about that, right? And then we pick it up in verse 26 today, right? Where he keeps re-echoing this, do not be afraid, right? In particular, he says, have courage, right? That opening line, Jesus says to the 12, fear no one, right? And if we've learned anything the last few weeks, it's that we take Jesus at his word. So when he tells us he's God, we believe him. When he tells us that it's truly his body, it's truly his blood, it's not some imaginary you know, symbol, it's really flesh and blood. The Eucharist, we believe him. Right? He tells the truth because he is the truth. And so when he tells us today to fear no one, right? don't be afraid of those people that could kill the body, he says, rather fear me, right? that kind of godly, holy fear, do not deny me. When he says these things, uh, do we believe him? And not a believing as in like kind of a, a remote or detached sort of believing, uh, but a proximate one, a lived one, right, that he's asking about and we could say, I think, demanding. Uh, because it's true, we, we no longer live in that pre-Constinian, right, pre-illegal Christianity world, the first hundred years of our faith, where people were literally killed in the streets for their faith. But I think we would be foolish to say that the wolves that Jesus warns us about have retreated and are no longer here. To realize that they are still here, they are among us, and that martyrdom has now taken a different form. That instead of a people being sacrificed, the truth is at times sacrificed for the sake of worldly peace, of tolerance, of being nice, right? When in reality, Jesus did not come for those things. He came to bring his kingdom to bring the sword, right? To set fire upon this earth for love of him, right? To realize that faith is sometimes sacrificed at the altar of the secular. How many times are we just scrolling through our phones, turning on the TV, right? And we come across something that surprises us, the media, you know, taking the truth and twisting it in some way, right? Or how often have we perhaps overheard, you know, the church or faith being talked about and then meaning it with laughs and sneers, certainly disbelief. I think today God is inviting you and I uh, to consider this this sort of martyrdom, 
right? And in this consideration, to realize that as he did 2,000 years ago, so he does today. He beckons us uh, to be faithful, to be members of his body, the church, to stand on guard, and at times when necessary, to defend our faith. And in this defense, to be not afraid, to fear no one, but only to fear him, to love him, to dwell in the safety of his church and the truth, his son, of whom we are made members by our baptism. Right? And to realize that it is at this altar right, that we receive the strength to be out there, right? to give testimony to him, to speak and to give truth, goodness, and beauty, light itself, into a seemingly dark and growingly perverse world. So this morning, this beautiful Sunday, uh, the Lord invites us to focus, to acknowledge him as God the Father, worshiping him alone.